Yeah, two seconds. I'll probably welcome everyone. This is recording. But uh, yeah, I'll just uh, put it off hands free. I'm in a cafe in uh, some place in Ecuador. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm on a couch somewhere Excellent. in England. Yeah. yeah, it well, sounds very sounds very um, subversive, doesn't it? Very dubious. Locked in some basement in um, God knows where, uh, which might actually happen to us at some point. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, if we carry on, we carry on talking the way we do. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very plausible. So, what's the topic of conversation today? What should we open up with? Well, we can start with um, the obvious. There. Uh... The conflict, oh, yeah. the, the staged conflict, um, the ramifications, the repercussions, the reasons, the yeah, um, all of that stuff, and uh, yeah, there are many angles as we know. It's always like a multiple pronged um, attack, um, and obviously, it's completely scripted. Um, into this magnitude never happen by chance it's never organic at least 99.9 percent .9 of the time anyway like occasionally you might get i don't know some random rebels doing things but yeah 99 of the time anything that's called um a war or a terrorist attack is um planned way in advance and funded by um elites um, and yeah, this is part of their playbook. Um, and as we spoke about earlier on, um, in regards to me saying that, you know, it's all scripted, um, my view on it is that they're kind of maybe playing out like the book of, you know, Revelation or something like, you know, they're doing that. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like the final holy war, like you've got like the Muslims versus Jews and, you know, basically Bible versus Quran and, there's always the talk in both of the books, um, you know, the the New Testament and um, in the Quran, they talk about um, a holy war taking place in, you know, the final days. And yeah, so, you know, I think that could be just one thing that they're kind of playing out before, um, yeah, I don't know, the final countdown to 2030 or 33 or 26 or whenever it is, but I think we're heading towards um, some kind of, pinnacle of fuckery um yeah yeah i completely i think we've just covered it again yeah. uh, and <laughs> 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 no i mean 100 percent. and um i met a an older gentleman in a cafe the other day got talking to him turns out this guy is uh, retiring here and very intelligent um obviously not jabbed very uh, knowledgeable about all of these kinds of topics and one thing that he mentioned that i haven't cross-checked yet but he said that it's something like a thousand years. Now, what calendar that is, who knows whether it's Gregorian or Judaic or, or um, what is the other calendar that's used? Is it, uh, I always get, get them mixed up. Anyway, so he said that it's near, nearing a thousand years from Jesus's birth or sacrifice or whatever it was until the, the kind of end game, which for sure has played out in the revelations, absolutely. Um, so it's going to be 2026. Or would it be 2000 since his death? Do you think that's what it ought to be? Something, died at 33, something like that. Yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah. it's 2000. But again, I don't know what calendar is being used because I know that the Jewish um, calendar is, is really different to the ones that we pursue. It's probably something I should know, but I have a lazy mind in many respects. But um, yeah, he said 2026 is the expected downturn. So because it has to be contrasted 
as a as a down and an up, just like with every peak and elevation, there's there you know thereafter a decline, just like the financial markets. So he said that there's going to be different stages from 2026 to 2033. The latter being the end, essentially, whatever that end is, who knows? Um, essentially, probably a transhuman transition, uh, which is of course the game plan under the guise of safety and all the kind of nonsense that was put forth under the the demo that was the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, the the kind of game of which was to essentially discipline society to pursue a digital formula whereby kind of the digitalization doesn't end with, say, uh, payment systems and identification, but actually is intertwined with one's own biological aesthetic. Uh, so we become one with tech. And that way we're controlled to a great degree. People don't even realize that Wi-Fi, standard Wi-Fi routers in your house have the technological capacity to monitor your heart rate, monitor your brain waves, which is, I think, what we discussed um, in the last uh, podcast uh, very briefly about the kind of neurological capabilities that the, uh, the kind of status quo have, you know, to monitor and, and manipulate our thought patterns and processes. So, yeah, I think, you know, linking that into... The kind of Israeli-Gaza conflict, can we call it that? I don't even want to kind of differentiate between the two because, of course, Hamas is just a derivative of the exact same cabal. Uh, the idea that Absolutely. Hamas... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the idea like that the Israelis... ISIS, all the same. Yeah, exactly. ISIS, of course, named for occultist purposes and likewise every other um, kind of terrorist organization is just a subsidiary, objectively, of the state. You know, it's open public knowledge that the Taliban was funded and created by the United States in the 1980s, although it doesn't go deep into as to why that was and you know, the idea proclaiming that there was this kind of Russian-US um, uh, kind of oppositionary stance fighting over the, the, the territories of Afghanistan, which of course is not the case, just like with Gaza, just like with Israel, just like with Russia and Ukraine, there is no opposition. It's just a game to divide society and uh, to pursue their death rituals. You know, the sacrificial element of war is perhaps more important than anything else for them. Of course, the time frame in the numerology links in, but the death of the blood, the spilling of blood for them is, is a prime factor. Uh, which again links into what we were talking about last week with respect to human trafficking and how children are um, uh, are utilised not necessarily wholly for sex trafficking and not necessarily for organ harvesting, but for the consumption of the chemical elements within the blood, which is of course known as adrenochrome. Um, so yeah, where should we go from there? What's your stance on that, James? Um, yeah, um, absolutely agree with everything, um, but. I think in today, let's go on a point that we maybe don't agree on, and that was um, oh, yes. the kind of mass exodus stroke migration angle, which is possible, but I don't. I don't think now. I don't now. Just no one would have it now. They just wouldn't have it now. I'd, like especially in Britain. Maybe some of these Scandinavian countries might, you know, but even they've had enough. Even they've had enough. So I just, I just can't see it. But oh, anyway, no, but if you want to lay out your, point. yeah, lay out the blueprint of what you think. Um, right. Yeah. So the, the blueprint is I was pondering earlier, and uh, it kind of occurred to me what I feel is going to be happening with the so-called Gaza-Israeli conflict. As we know, there's been a mass migration, an exodus, intentional one of persons from not even conflict zones, but conflicts have always been utilized as the excuse for allowing 
20 to 30 year old men who represent over 90 percent of this migratory pattern into not just europe but more developed countries primarily well actually i would take that back primarily caucasian developed countries because as has been pointed out numerous times the japanese accept no one the koreans accept no one most arab countries from the uae to qatar to bahrain to kuwait and saudi arabia accept nobody even though more than often they're in the in the periphery of where said conflicts are happening it's all directed at european nations so north america canada united states and europe and there's been a mass exodus for a very very long time under the guise that they're refugees which they absolutely are not and and this is to create the same divisionary patterns which the first and second world war were utilized for where 60 odd million and that's the magic number of course whether that's accurate or not many millions of people died in russia alone 60 million is the i believe the data set for the second world war and then we've got the holdercore massacre or holdermore massacre my apologies in the ukraine which preceded that second world war and of course the first world war you know um, and and we know although we won't discuss it right now, the origins of why those conflicts happen with respect to the founding of Israel, of course, thereafter. And this exactly. links in, in my opinion, I think uh, everything is mockery and everything is uh, replicated as we know. And uh, Israel was founded on the migration of Jews from Europe under the auspice or guise of war. Uh, the data sets for that are of course falsified, but um, they're gonna replicate that now and they're gonna use this conflict as an excuse to migrate Gazans and Palestinians en masse to Europe, as they've been doing with so-called Afghan refugees, Iraqi refugees, people from North African conflict zones and from all over the world and with respect to the United States from South America. Uh, and they're going to use this as they have been buttering up the liberals or self-proclaimed liberals for a very, very long time. You always see little Palestinian flags in universities uh, stuck to, you know, billboards and hostels and backpacker areas. Um, the youth of today who are essentially the, the, the Nazi youth or the Hitler youth, for lack of a better term, you know, the, the new the new lib fascists, the, the puppets of the state. They use them for climate change protests. They use them for this, that and the next. Now it's Gaza. And that is going to be the final push. Now, with respect respect to what you were saying about why uh, why would they do that when people have had enough you're absolutely right people have had enough and that's exactly what they want that's exactly yeah. what they want with the United States they are pushing conflict not just direct conflict with the Ukraine and Russia not just with Gaza and Palestine they're pushing utter civil war on a global level in every region of the world and I'm sure if we had the knowledge base to discuss kind of more I guess smaller areas of the world that get less attention perhaps in Central Africa or South Asia I'm sure there are all kinds of conflicts like the Rohingyas in Bangladesh the fights between the Buddhists and the Muslims there absolutely it's, it's uh, although we get the focus because we're in the West this is a plan that is being applied to every corner of the world and when they spark it off just like with the COVID pandemic everyone gets affected so what I would say in in response to that is most of the nation's leaders or, you know, puppets, shall we say, all have a very clear anti-immigration policy. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what they're pushing. It's like, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, we're getting strong on immigration, on illegal, you know, immigration. And I think we said in regards to, you know, this being used to divide, I think that is like the primary kind of, I think just by virtue of this happening, it will unstabilise every multicultural place. Like for instance, in the UK, 
you've already had um, lots of rallies with, you know, Muslim people going out, you know, saying, oh, yeah, what's going on in Palestine is disgusting. Um, and then you've got, you know, Israelis. And obviously, you know, there's lots of people that um, there's lots of, you know, Jew, Jewish um like, you know, places like Dalston in London and uh, Hampstead and, you know, you know, all of these, like, areas that um, the Jews frequent and also lots of Muslims live in these areas and you're probably going to get attacks on, you know, mosques and, uh, you know, and um, the, the place where... Uh, not mosques. What was the name of the place where uh, the place where Jewish people um, worship? Synagogues. Synagogues. Yeah. So you probably get synagogues being attacked for sure. There will probably be more synagogues than the mosques attacked because um, that's just like the nature of the of the beast. Um, and then there's going to be like you know, so all over you know Europe, you've got lots of you know yeah, Christians or people that are going to be pro-Israel. The Western media are pro-Israel. You know, it was advertised as, oh, look at, you know, Hamas, uh, you know, did like uh, an attack on Israel, which they did, and they did kill innocent people. But obviously, you know, that had been going on for, you know, a long time before that. And, you know, even <laughs> even the Palestinians... Uh, you know, were implants originally on the land where they are, if you go back far enough. But, you know, in this, you know, current phase, um, yeah, post the United Nations, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's clearly been, like you said, um, Israel is like uh, a state created by, by the West. Ultimately, it's the intelligence base of the world, and they are the head of the snake. They are the head of the operation. Oh, 100%. Well said. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, once again, you know, I started off by talking about how this kind of links in with the biblical script. The Jews are literally the chosen ones in the Bible. Um, you know, so, I mean, I'd assume that that's their book. That, you know, and then we've got recently the World Cup with uh, Messi um, proclaimed as the Messiah. Of course, at a very pivotal point in history, more numerology, no doubt, sprinkled everywhere else that we could bring up. And it was the twenty twenty two World Cup, wasn't it? So you know, two yeah, two six. two six. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, these things. Uh, yeah, almost never. It was a it was a France Argentina final. Um, I think it was it was France Argentina, wasn't it, in the final? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if there's any, you know, symbology in that, but France is, you know, um, a six-letter word that begins with F, which is also the sixth letter in the alphabet. So that's yeah. also true. I didn't know that before. I haven't uh, hadn't heard that. That's a very good point. Yeah. So you know, there's, uh, I'm sure there's, yeah, other other tidbits in there. N C E equals twenty-two. R is eighteen. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, who well, knows? Returning to your point, though, I would say, uh, I mean, I would disagree, I guess, which is how we, we brought the conversation into the podcast, because I feel that actually one of the factors, which I guess I haven't disclosed yet, is that for, for the mass migration is that a lot of this migration, in fact, the vast majority of it has been from Muslim countries. Europe is being, is, you know, 
Islamicized, I guess one could say, to the point where Cologne has Europe's largest um, mosque intentionally placed adjacent to one of Europe's largest cathedrals, and it's in a far better condition. Because what's the purpose of inciting warfare unless the division you've already supplanted within said society uh, is there for the, for, the, for the kind of rupture? You know, if there is no Islamic uh, kind of uh, proportion there to, to oppose Western ideals, then the war doesn't have any effect on Europe. For that effect to take place, they had to bring in, they had to import opposing perspectives to allow for this uh, for this kind of thing to bubble away and, and erode away at said societies. And now, of course, there's sizable tracts of Muslims in and around Europe. Germany is, um, you know, is, is, is full to the brim, let's say. And Frankfurt is now, as I think I spoke of before, less than 50% German-born natives, many of whom are Turkish. In fact, Germany has one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, Turkish populations outside of Turkey. And, yeah. you know, these people are Muslim. And the UK has, of course, huge... Uh, networks of Pakistanis and Indians um, as a consequence of the colonial links with those regions and all of these imports are intentional because like you say it absolutely is at the kind of uh, boiling point um, not putting words into your mouth there but with the protests and the, the opposition by let's say Muslims to the, the libfash ideals of promoting LGBT and all that kind of nonsense it's all intentional and this is going to rupture explode and there's going to be civil war everywhere just like in the United States with BLM and and African-American communities, um, you know, fighting against Latinos and fighting against Caucasians, the Caucasians fighting against Latinos and fighting against um, African-Americans and all the other different ethnic groups in that in that struggle as well. They even brought in the Asians, remember? Stop Asian hate, another thing that they're trying to spark off just to have oh. even more conflict. Uh, they have every angle covered. And the aim is, of course, civil war on a global level, the biggest bloodshed we've ever seen, or at least in the knowledge base planted to us within the historical narrative supplied by them, um, it will be the biggest conflict of all time. And uh, returning, as I spoke to you earlier on the phone, about to, um, to this lady who's a kind of spiritualist in Bulgaria, she has a channel called New Earth on YouTube. She was talking about how these so-called um, prophecies, a prophecy for me, as I think we agree on, is not in any way spiritual kind of um, uh, uh, kind of magic base, but is more a logical prediction, often deriving from those complicit in the said scenario, Freemasons or whatever that leak the information for the purpose of mockery or to create a, a kind of controlled oppositionary um, network. And uh, and yeah, I, I think we're we're going to see this uh, to cut it short. I guess just bloodshed to conclude, absolute bloodshed. But um, there has to be three world wars in the prophecy. And I think that's also been referred to by people um, that you brought up in uh, the podcast, episode two or three, I believe. Uh, the British author, I can't quite remember his name. You asked me if I thought he was a shill. Uh, but a lot of our authors, I think of War of the Worlds, have um, uh, perhaps not exactly that, but there's always been that kind of... Um, always been the, they've always been alluding to, to said kind of um, prophecies. So I think three is the magic number. Three conflicts is what we're going to see. The first and the second have already happened. Third is going to be in our lifetime, and we're going to witness an implosion of humanity. Yeah. I'm over over a coffee and a biscuit, mind you. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. Um, yeah, and people will just be like swiping while it's happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll have out recording it. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Facebook. Recording um, the zombies as they charge through the gates. Yeah, that may also happen. Literally. Um, so, I mean, once again, it's like, I'd say that... Um, 
we agree. I don't think that there's any need for extra um, migrants to be brought in. I think there's enough here. And I think this is just like the torch paper. This is just to light the torch paper. Um, and like yeah, that could said, well be the case as well. That could well be um, the case. But, you know, as I said, let's see. It just seems like now for them to have like an open drive, like no doubt some will flee, some will make it here illegally. Absolutely. Always been the case, you know. Um, yeah, Europe, you know, has lots of open borders. Um, but in terms of having like a actual legal drive to help them, yeah, it's like we, we they've made their stance clear on, you know, on who their allies are, um, on who, in fact, like, obviously we know that essentially there's a certain group of people that are behind everything, but officially and, you know, so those in the knobs, when we say officially, we mean yeah, like scripted in a sense of um, yeah, what what the status quo do, what they what they want us to believe is true. So the official script um, is obviously that, you know, we're allies of Israel and indirectly we fund um, the attacks um, on, you know, Hamas or Palestine. Yeah. So for them to, you know, essentially bring in uh, kind of like a somewhat of like a political enemy by proxy, I don't think they'll do it. Although I can understand why you would think they might based on history. But I think that same history is the reason why they won't do it. Um, but yeah, I think there in is the next also, six months or so, we'll see. Where we will see the start, absolutely, in that magic number six. Um, there is one more angle that was brought up by New Earth, which is quite scary in that it does replicate the past quite perfectly. Now, the so-called prophecies quoted, paraphrased by said lady in her channel, New Earth, which I recommend anyone to check out, state that essentially what's going to happen is there's going to be a fuse lit in this conflict because essentially otherwise it's a stagnant uh, theatre between Ukraine and Russia. Now, Georgia and the Caucasus traditionally, as always, are going to light that spark. Georgia is going to be the sacrificial lamb, just like in the 2008 uh, invasion of Ossetia, uh, whilst the Beijing Olympics was happening, Georgia invaded one of the most powerful countries in the world, Russia, and of course was completely bombed to shit as a consequence of that because there was no chance of having any success, naturally. They in fact murdered over 50 Russian peacekeepers in Ossetia to spark it off, executed them up against the war, supported by Ukraine in the West atypically. Now they're going to spark it off and they're going to be destroyed. Now then in the prophecies, Turkey, which has traditionally always been that centre of the divide between East and West, you know, right in that kind of Asiatic peninsula. It's on the cusp of both worlds, so to speak. And that's also where Boris Johnson's grandfather came from and also where many sects of satanic Judaism were created and concocted. And of course, how the Israelites ended up in Russia in places like Kazan, controlling and creating the Ashkenazi branch of Judaism. Remember Ashkenazi, N-A-Z-I, Nazi, very, very coincidental, <laughs> given that most of them ended up migrating to Germany. Now, apparently the protocols of this um of zion perhaps no the protocols of uh, of this prophecy dictate that the exact same thing, thing is going to happen again turkey which also during the cuban missile crisis was the main branch they were the origin of that crisis again 
it's all fiction. But supposedly Castro planted um, nuclear weapons within range of the United States in Cuba because the United States had implanted um, nuclear weapons in Turkey with the range, with the range uh, across uh, the USSR. Now, even before that, going back to the charge of the Light Brigade, the famous movie, the Crimean War, it was all fought over Turkey. And of course, as I said, the former British prime minister and uh, aristocrat, so a bloodline to the satanic cabal, he's related, as many Jewish people are, to the Turks. Now, the Turks will get involved in this conflict as a consequence of the implosion of Georgia. Uh, the US will plant their airstrike defense systems there and whatnot. And as a result of Turkey's um, influence, Russia will be completely destroyed and the Turkish Islamic Empire will continue right up into the gates of Moscow, just like it did before with the going back to the, the Jewish tribes and, and their movement far north. Uh, and uh, and the Ottoman Empire, of course, yes. will be re-enacted, which is what they've been planning for a long time. Turkey has been gaining monumental influence globally. And for those of uh, our audience that have an interest in this subject particularly, I used to live in Central Asia for a couple of years in Kyrgyzstan, and every single mosque, every single university, every single building of any caliber, aesthetically speaking, has a plaque which says funded by the Turkish government. That's in Turkmenistan, in Kyrgyzstan, in Uzbekistan, in Tajikistan, in all of these countries, Turkey has a huge influence. And they've even created a fiction that all of these people actually derive from Turkish uh, biology, which is, of course is all just propaganda nonsense. Uh, maybe it has a thin line of truth to it, but naturally they, uh, they expand it and create this kind of fictitious narrative to, to sponsor this cohesion between the Turks, not just to the east in, in Central Asia, but now we're seeing Turkish influence move into the west, aligning to that immigration of Turkish people and Muslims into the European empire as a whole. And of course, the EU and Europe has become an empire. Um, so I think that's what we're going to see, the complete eradication of, um, of, of European culture, of Caucasian culture in Europe at least, and the replacement with the Islamic world, because that's the age that they're pursuing. And I think, as we've discussed before, every uh, empire, every region, every world has had its dominance at one point. Africa probably the, fur the furthest back, as there are the fewest, uh, I guess, remnants of their last, um, uh, uh, let's say, victory and era. Uh, Chinese also were a long time ago, but the Chinese are up and coming once again. Everyone gets to their chance, everyone gets to the top of the peak, and then they descend into cataclysm. And I think we're going to see the age of the Arabs very, very soon, especially with the prominence of uh, Middle Eastern countries. You know, the, the constructions that we're hearing of in places like Saudi Arabia with these crazy modern cities like Neom and the line. Uh, I think whoever gets it first, who knows? Maybe it's going to be the Chinese, maybe it's going to be the Arabs. Um, but certainly, I think there is an aim to completely eradicate Europe and return it to the Dark Ages and replace it with the settlement of Islamic-sponsored individuals. Just um, absolutely, um, I can see that. Um, the Ottoman Empire was at its peak in 1566, of course, <laughs> which is 666. Yeah, one yep. five. Yeah, um, yeah, and it ended in nineteen fourteen, which was the start of World War One, as we know. So, yeah, interesting, interesting timing, um, as always. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, yeah, we've uh, hopefully um, yeah shed 
uh, provided some people with some food for thought. Our, yeah. our, our three audience members, or perhaps yeah. are on 12 or 20 now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we've given people something to ponder. And uh, yeah, now I'm gonna yeah, eat some food and uh, yeah, and do some, try and do something semi-productive for the rest of the evening. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I'm gonna basically just continue doing some some admin, same as you. I think get everything sorted. I think uh, you know everything is about productivity now, especially with all these kind of current interests and uh, getting my phone robbed and you know getting my wallet robbed and all that kind of stuff has just meant that I've got a backlog of little annoying, irritating things to do like uploading, downloading, you know, sorting Google Drive folders, etc. But uh, I'm sure it's not going to be as interesting as what you're cooking because it's usually very healthy. So what is on the on the dish on the plate today, James, what's the what's the dish of the day? Salmon? Uh, no, it's probably like something like I'm thinking about something vegetarian. I've got like some chickpeas and some black beans. I might just like hash something together out of that and maybe have it with some like I don't know, bulgur wheat or something. So it'll be like I don't know, let's just say like a bean stew. Um, and I'll have that with some kind of complex carb. Yeah. I think that'll be it. I've, 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 I've ate quite a lot of meat this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll probably go for something um, veggie. Um, yeah, and, and and that's what I'll, I'll, I'll be concocting this evening. Um, and, yeah, the usual, yeah, admin, like you said, doing... Going to go to the gym? Doing a bit of matching. Uh, I'll go to the gym in the morning. I think I think I might actually wake up early and go before work. Um, yeah, and and that'll that be sounds, the plan. Sounds healthy. Sounds productive. And um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. Otherwise, our audience members are, are three or four, or perhaps less of them now, will be getting bored of hearing about black beans and gyms. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. and my Google and my Google Drive uh, nonsense. But. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and um, yeah, we hope you you tune in and uh, subscribe, and uh, perhaps someone will be our seventh subscriber. So lucky us, and uh, yeah, I guess when do you think we have another one done by James? Like a week or eight days, yeah. something like that. Yes, yeah, something like that. So frequency seven to ten days. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, adios, and I'll uh, I'll catch up with you probably later yeah. or, or this weekend. Yeah. Bye. Ciao.